Okay, we're here with Andrew Austin, who is running in the 48th Ward, 5th Division, which is um, a part of South Philadelphia that we haven't we haven't heard of. We haven't heard from well, yet. Well, you haven't heard of it. I've heard of it, but I haven't heard from no. it yet. Yeah, it's some, dude, I'm like, I'm really psyched. Um, a lot of South Philadelphians are getting involved, especially because, um, you know, community members or like communities in general are like saying people are not making changes or in their communities. So like, hey, this is yeah, no, South Philadelphia is, I mean, is one of the most diverse neighborhoods, I think, in the city. I mean, every neighborhood would argue that, but um, there are so many tiny little pockets. Uh, like we were talking about before the podcast, my neighborhood kind of is West Passion, but it's not really named, so it's hard to identify. And there are so many little blocks like that that just have very interesting uh, groups of people. Um, and I think it is really good, and I think that many people are starting to really get involved because for a lot of years, South Philly was ignored or was, was stereotyped, and I think that the city is starting to realize that it can be a much, much more diverse and interesting place than it is. Yeah, so so Andrew, you, this is your first time running um, as a committee person, and you are running uh, as a Republican. So you're the first Republican we've talked to so far. The first Republican, yeah. Uh, yeah, so um, not, that, not that I... Uh, only... I'm the sacrificial lamb. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, so tell me about what it's like to run... Um, for committee person as a Republican and why you um, are running as a Republican? Well, it's very easy to run as a committee person in the Republican. They have uh, most divisions, uh, which all have two seats. Most divisions in the city are actually uh, vacant, both seats. Um, there are a few divisions. One of the ones that I work with closely is the 26th Ward, which is Girard Estates. Uh, and they actually have every um, division filled except for there's one committee seat open. But that is the only uh, ward in the entire city like that. So throughout the city, it's very easy to become involved in a Republican, and the Republican Party is very interested in hearing from people. Um, the challenge to being a Republican is, is that most people in the city are less interested to hear from Republicans. And that's sort of sad um, because I don't think that people understand that, that someone in Philadelphia as a Republican is not anything like uh, or doesn't necessarily have to be like someone who is, you know, in Iowa or Wisconsin. Um, there's a lot more diversity of ideas and opinions in the Republican Party in Philadelphia. And I think that if you put uh, and like a group of people together without respect to what party they they, they belong to, I always say what what color tie you want to wear. Um, I think you'd find that in the Republican Party and the Democratic Party, there's a lot more commonality of ideas and a lot more ways that we want to improve the city than there are differences. And so, like, what are some examples of uh, some of those ideas you think that there's a lot of overlap on? Um, so, for the Republicans in particular, and since we're talking bicycles, uh, it's interesting because the first reaction for all Republicans in the city, because the, the wards that have a lot of Republicans are extreme South Philly, Girard Estates, or the extreme far Northeast. Um, you talk bicycles, and they're like, I don't want bicycles. Bicycles get in the way, they make it hard. And I'm like, right, but every bicycle you put on, that's a car, you know, we, that's taken off the street. And if you talk to them for a few minutes and explain, hey, I'm not trying to change everything at once, that's ridiculous. But what I want to do is make small incremental changes to the city that make it better for everyone. And it's very easy for them to convince that the ward that I'm, that I'm in, the 48th ward, or the, the two north of us, which would connect West Pashyunk with uh, Center City, 
And so it's very easy to explain to them, hey, you know, we put some bike lanes in here, we do more to protect bicyclists. That's gonna drop the number of cars, that's gonna drop the, the, the amount of pressure that we have trying to find parking in Center City. Mm -hmm. um, and you can sort of see the light go on in their head. I mean, they're very nervous about issues like this because they're worried about you know, what's gonna happen 10 years from today, but it's right. very easy to get them on board for, for short-term fixes because they're, they're good ideas. Uh, and that's one thing I think about the Republicans is that there's a lot of initial resistance in the city because the people who are still identified Republicans um, are old school Republicans, like you know who you kind of expect. Uh, and there are a lot of a lot of newer people, but they're less vocal and less involved. And the older school conservative Republicans that are in the city are like they're they don't want to see change. But if you if you talk to them for a little bit and explain why those changes are, they're very receptive to it, which is is. I mean, it's a great thing to see, like when you can maybe not change their, their world, but you can change their opinion on one issue, which can make the city so much better. Right. And I mean, and you know, those people are there. The Republican Party is obviously a very major party, not just, uh, you know, in places like Iowa, Wisconsin, but all over the country. So having a younger person like yourself uh, being able to uh, speak to some of those old school Republicans, I think really probably does help it everybody especially on issues very specific issues like that very much so I think um, I, I think it's it's misstated to think that there's not a lot of young people in the Republican Party but the people who are really heavily involved because they have the time are the older more retired people and they're really out there all the time the truth is I think that's the same in the, on the Democratic side like the people who move forward the Democratic Party in the city they have the time they have the energy they have the desire so they're doing the same job it's the same it's the same people um, maybe not the same people but the same type of people um, and, but it is, it, it, they're very receptive to ideas, and that's what I, I do like. And um, the, the Philadelphia Republicans are actually much more moderate, I think, than any of those places. In fact, in Philadelphia, uh, the Republican Party would be the third party. The independents are actually a larger, uh, mm. the independent bloc would be larger than the Republican Party, yeah. which is actually kind of a travesty because our, our political process is based on choice. Mm. Um, and one of the challenges that I face and one of the things that I want to change in the city is, I don't really care what anyone's viewpoints are on national politics or state politics. In fact, I think some of my best friends are, you know, are very liberal, and I, I love them for that because it's, it's important to have a diversity of opinion because without the kind of diversity of opinion, we can't have progress. We can't have better ideas if everyone always thinks the same thing. Um, but uh, on a Philadelphia scale, all I want to do is I want to see a better city government. I want to see schools that work. I want to see public transportation that we actually have some control over, mm -hmm. as opposed to the counties dictating to us because of the way that's structured, mm -hmm. how our public transportation works, which it works pretty well, but it could be so much better if Philadelphia mm -hmm. could take more responsibility for it. I want to see bicycling improve in the city. We have money for protected bike lanes, and our city council stops that. Um, we have people parking in bike lanes, which is a pet peeve of mine. You have police. You have uh, UPS trucks. Um, on Sundays, the bike lanes are packed with churchgoers, which, mm -hmm. like, I can kind of see their point, but it's also, it's like, maybe we should find another solution to some of these problems because, I mean, they aren't going to ride bicycles, and that's fine, but, you know, when you're forcing bicyclists out in the traffic on Sunday, people are rushing around. We get more suburbanites who don't know how to drive in the city, which, mm -hmm. you know, I love suburbanites, but they don't know how to drive in the city. <laughs> um, it just becomes a lot more dangerous, and I, I think that the thing that I don't want to see pedestrians hit. I don't want to see bicyclists hit. I, I want to see, you know, every Philadelphian trying to, you know, do the best we can and, and live in a safe and safe place. Mm -hmm. So, what would you say are some of the main um, transportation problems or issues in uh, your ward, particularly? 
so my ward is currently transitioning to uh, permitted parking, which is our biggest problem. Parking in South Philadelphia is always, I mean, that's the wall you never want to talk about. That's like the electric rail of South yeah. Philadelphia. Um, and you see, like, you see good, like, Fifth Square it made a big push a couple of years ago for median parking. And, I mean, I'm going to say this on the record, which is going to kill me someday, but I would, I would kill to see median parking end, but where do all those cars go? Um, and so we have this multifactorial problem with what do we do with all the cars? Um, and it's not, it's not a simple fix, but there are simple solutions. Um, you look at like 19th and 20th streets, um, and we have buses on there. Uh, right now, they're, uh, I think, which is the 20th is torn all the way up, which makes it you know, terrible. Um, but we have so much parking issues there. People try to squeeze cars in everywhere. Um, the buses are trying to move. The buses can't get out of the way. So then you, you end up in this train where, because it's SEPTA, there's three buses in a row. Then there's like the bicyclists trying to figure out how to get around them. And then there's all these cars who are angry at everybody all the way up. Yeah. Uh, and if we could clean up some of the parking issues, again, I just touched that rail, but we could get a place for the bus to yield, the bicycles can get around, the cars can get around, everybody's happier. It's just, what do we do with you know, all these cars that are stored in our streets? Yeah, no, it's a, and it is, I mean, nobody has, has found a solution to that. Uh, well, the solution is, again, this is gonna kill me, but um, the solution is you have to make it more expensive for Philadelphians to own cars. He said it, not me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's not so much the first car, like, we live in a world, thank you GM, that has made cars you know, the only choice for transportation. And I'm, I, I'm you know, kind of yelling at you guys in the bicycle world, but um, like, you don't have, for most people who live in Philadelphia, not owning a car is not an option. Mm. Um, but it's the second, it's the third, it's the mm -hmm. fourth car. I'm a car guy, I love cars. Um, like I own, we own four right now, which is ridiculous, but I also have a three car garage in my house, wow. which everyone now hates me more. <laughs> um, so I don't have that, I have one car parked in the street and then the curb cut, which is you know twice as much as I should have, but they need to make it more expensive for going to have a second, third, fourth mm. car. They need to permit everything and force people to, to pay for the cars that they don't need. Mm -hmm. um, and. I mean, I've seen it where, like, um, with the com with the complex building building up in in South Philadelphia, you have like at least roommates and people living in just one room, and both let's predict mm -hmm. four people are living in one apartment, and all four own a car. That's just the first four. What about the second and the right, third one? Right. Yeah. So yeah, South Philadelphia. I mean, there's flexibility on on some of that. Like a lot of, I mean, if your re if your rental is is legal, um, which not all of them are. It's South Philadelphia. We do what we want down there. Um, but if it's a legal rental, then each person has their own address. And I think the way PPA is structured, and I could find out about this, but I think each real address would gets their first car for the low price and then the escalating. So it's not like, you know, just because there's eight people. God, I hope there's not eight people, but I know there are. Uh, there's eight cars for that area. It's not like the eighth car is expensive. It's actually they're paying for the fourth car twice. Um, but even that, I mean, it's rough. Like. The way you have to deal with some of that is is public transportation. Mm -hmm. And for what it is, SEPTA does a really good job. It's just, you're fighting, a, you're fighting an uphill battle. Uh, as we talked about before, the, the state is not interested in Philadelphia issues. Um, so SEPTA, um, for all the good they do and all the bad they do, um, is, is fighting an uphill battle. And they, they move a lot of people every day very successfully. Mm -hmm. So I'll, I'll take it. Um, 
I think there's other ways. I mean, we should we need to make walking a little bit more accessible. Yeah. Uh, we need to make because I mean, there's th two months a year. I mean, you guys are probably more committed than I am, but there's at least two months a year where bicycling is very difficult in this city. Mm -hmm. um, but if we can make walking more more accessible um, to the point where South Philadelphia again, you don't have every every. Uh, pedestrian crossing blocked by cars mm -hmm. but again what do we do with the cars I mean that's right that's the uh, million dollar question <laughs> um, yeah so um, from the Republican point of view what would you say would be like the the ideal way that we saw not only from the committee level but from the levels you know up to, from city council to mayor um, seeing the primary elections uh, go on in, in the city um, I think the, the biggest tragedy of a weak Republican Party in the city is that the way our country and the way our government is structured, just by the nature of, of game theory, you're going to have two strong parties. Um, and it's designed to take, to, to, for each party to be two funnels. So the best people of the Democrats come together in the primary system and they compete for a primary nomination and the best of people of the Republicans would come together and compete for a primary nomination. And because of that, because politics is a marketplace of ideas, um, you're supposed to be able to get the best ideas from both sides. And what we get in the city instead, because the Republicans don't put up a lot of candidates or aren't putting up competitive candidates because of this, uh, this idea that the Republican Party isn't competitive or doesn't have good candidates. Um, we get people, we only get one side of the issue. And there's a lot of very good Democrats. Um, there's a lot of great people with great ideas who are, who are coming up in the system, but a lot of them also get shut out because there's no competition. Um, you have a party where they only have to cater to certain groups at certain times. Sometimes they have to work with unions. Sometimes they have to work with people who are anti-gentrification. Sometimes they probably have to work with Bicycle Coalition. They have to work with different groups, but they don't have to work with them all the time. Um, one of the, the great things about the Democratic Party in this country is that it was a big tent of ideas. Like, there was everyone had to get under this big tent, and that's what made the Democratic Party great for, for a number of years. And the Republican had the same thing, it was just a different tent. It had a different group of people, but they were both big tents. Um, and I realize people are, who are gonna listen to this are shaking their heads, the Republicans were never diverse. <laughs> I'll be happy to argue that with you any day of the week. Uh, but when we, when we take away one of those tents, now it becomes less competitive. And then because of the structure of our city and because we still pretend our politics are out of the 1970s, a lot of it isn't necessarily about competing for the best ideas. It's about who owes what favors, you know, who can get what jobs, who has what money. Uh, and that's not throughout it, but we know there's enough corruption. I mean, the FBI has told us there's enough corruption in our city that there's problems here. Um, so we need to open this back up so that the best people in the Democrats are, are competing for a primary, not as if there's anyone chosen by the party. And then we need to have the good people compete for the Republicans. We need the best people we can. Some of those people who should be competing for the Republicans are, are probably identifying as Democrats right now. Um, we have a lot of councilmen, and I won't name names because I, they'd probably be angry at me, but there's a lot of councilmen who in any other city, in any other county in this country, would be Republicans. Um, and I would happily vote for them as Republicans. And I think that there are a lot of people who should be identifying as Republicans in the city. Um, because if we got the parity more from, you know, where the Democratic Party is like 70% of the ticket and the independents are like 17% and the Republicans are what's left over, and we get that more to like maybe 60% Democrats, 70% Democrats, where we're putting forward good candidates on the Republican Party, what we're going to see at election time is we are going to put forth the best of the Democratic Party, and that person is going to represent the city the best. And then if they don't represent the city the best, that Republican might win. 
and they're going to represent the city the best. Um, and we really need to have as much choice as possible throughout the entire process so that we can have the best city government. Well, uh, I got to say, you're convincing. I know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, so Andrew, if, um, if people want to get in touch with you uh, about your candidacy, um, how can they do so? Um, you can email me. My personal email address is abaustinalphabravo, A-U-S-T-I-N, like Texas, at gmail.com. Uh, I also have a, a cell phone, but I'm, I'm a lawyer, so I try to not convince that. people yeah. to do that. Um, but yeah, send me an email. Uh, I am in the 48th Ward, 5th Division, uh, which is a very undersubscribed ward, and I'm probably, I'm going to be running for the ward leader for the 48th um, as well in June, so I will, you know, knock on wood, which I can't do because I was told not to touch the <laughs> is uh, I'll be the ward leader for down there. If you're interested in, even if you're not interested in being a Republican, there's so many people in the city who can't identify as Republican for whatever reason. Um, if what I've said is at least convincing, I, I'd love to hear from people. Uh, if you're interested in getting involved, whatever ward, whatever, wherever you are, please get in touch with me. Uh, if you're a Democrat who just thinks that, hey, maybe some choice in the city, and you, like, I love to see all these ideas. I think it's really important for for all of these issues to come out in a nonpartisan way. Bicycles aren't partisan. You know, parking isn't partisan. Everyone has these same issues. And the more we can get people involved to have actual conversations, again, marketplace of ideas, we're going to have the best ideas and we're going to be able to make the city the best we can. For sure. Thank you so much for coming. Thank, Thank you. you. I appreciate it.